0: not delay any longer let's get started uh we're recording as well the uh, last program before we take a couple of
1: weeks off i don't think i don't know have we ever done that have we ever taken two weeks off in the wintertime i'm not sure but you missed two words there much deserved <laughs> <laughs> what you always you know it's funny I was words.
0: I was gonna you know it's funny that you said that interesting and funny because I was thinking I should say that but then I omitted it because <laughs> I thought all well, that'll sound like twerpy but it's it's actually true it is much
1: deserved no I know but it's usually other people that say yeah, that. they're supposed you know, to say oh, it's it. a much deserved, <laughs> you don't say
2: that about yourself that's but, true fuck, I know <laughs> <laughs> Fred's on vacation and going to take a vacation from whatever he's been doing so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Much deserved, though. Much deserved. Whatever you call this, I'm,
1: uh, you know, sign me up again. Mm -hmm. So I'm going on vacation, Dan,
0: as well. Yes.
2: And that much deserved.
0: Much deserved. But I uh, I believe this job we're doing is like a vacation. I was thinking about that, that... You know, we could not have conjured a better situation for ourselves. Uh, this thing that we're doing,
2: yeah, kind of, kind of a good retirement path for you guys. Yes, spend years doing an excellent radio show, mm-hmm. uh, excellent a reputation. <laughs> yes, yes, extremely
1: that, excellent. Right. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. say that again. I didn't quite hear what you said. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, a- do it in your big voice an excellent radio show Please with continue. outstanding performers. That's exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then you, uh, you know, slowly uh, move away from the industry, create your own little industry with the uh, profile that you have, and uh, carry on into your sunset years. Beautiful.
0: Well and yeah, these definitely are the sunset years, but I'll tell you. Um, yeah, thinking about getting away for a couple of weeks, it's not like... You know it's so hard doing this four days a week. Um, when we started, you remember we only did it. Oh, we did it for five days a week, but I don't know. I don't know how long we did that for. Probably the first four or five years, maybe.
1: But I'm glad we don't do that anymore. Listen, fellas, I'm looking out right now, onto the ocean, and this big ass cruise ship is going by. Like that thing's got to be ten. Like, would that be ten or eleven levels to the son of a bitch? Yeah, is that easily. What they have mm-hmm. that's something else. It's like a floating hotel.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Sunwing <laughs> Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> is this, wow. Is new. I, yeah, I love when uh, Fred just discovers
1: something. Hey. Yeah, these cruise ships are quite large. <laughs> that's right. That's a. Isn't that an incubator for COVID and that SARS is. and shit? That's a super
0: <laughs> spreader. <laughs> um, Dan, I can't remember. Yeah. You, you probably told me this, but have you ever been on a cruise ship? That's, yes, I have. Oh, you have. Okay, I was going to say that's too cheesy for you, but
2: well, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, a little bit. So, but that was uh, determined by the uh, the family. It was a sort of a family vacation. Mm-hmm. I think partially paid for by the family. So nice. One of those things, yeah. How does that not tip over? It's unbelievable.
1: Honestly, guys, I'm, you know, I've never been on a cruise, and I haven't really been that close to them for whatever reason, and this is something else. Jesus. Think about this for a second.
0: That's the size of the Lusitania, the uh, big-time you know, cruise ship that was sunk by the Germans, that right. they say That's the book that I just read But uh, think about that The size of that ship Was torpedoed by a submarine Like 1915 or whatever it was And brought the Americans into World War I And that thing, that size Sank in 11 minutes Gone Wow, wow. Yeah,
1: no fun That's about how long it took For <laughs> Derringer's <laughs> career to sink <laughs> Uh, that's Speaking good. of which, I crafted Oh, sorry, story. we're starting the show, go ahead what? No, no, I was, I've crafted another Radio joke that maybe I'll lay on you Later, okay, okay, <laughs> can you hear That music or not? Yes
0: Okay, good, because um, I was trying to You, you had the perfect little punchline there,
2: and I hit the thing uh, But more to come okay. Here's Dan Duran This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto and from our premium sunny Dominican Republic studio and is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. With GoDaddy, you can find your domain, easily create your website, and start selling online. GoDaddy has all the tools and support you need for your small business. Business. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. And now, here are two men who invented vacations. Yes, before that, everyone just took days off, but these two are old enough and wise enough to put a whole bunch of days off together and call it fucking off, but changed it to vacation, which is what they're about to take. It's Humble and Fred.
0: I like Dan Duran coming with the salty language.
3: Yeah, do you
0: want to do your uh, radio joke now?
2: Take my bed, but my heart
1: I don't know if it fits right now. Okay. You have to weave it into the show. Like you make it yeah, natural, yeah. Bumped up against what I just said, it may not work. So mm. maybe later, at, you know, when Boone's here talking about radio or something. Okay, well, we can all uh, look forward to that. You it was are. Uh, overnight.
0: Oh, good. Well, you are, um, you know, a comic genius. You're uh, staggering and stuttering a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm just letting you know. It's okay. Uh, Dan, you mentioned. Uh, before we started recording this harassment that Justin Trudeau received in Hamilton. Right, we were talking about that. No more. It was a couple days ago, actually. And um, again, it's not the first time a prime minister of this country has been harassed. And of course, Fred said to you that you probably, we were surprised you'd heard about it at all because they don't really talk about that kind of thing on the CBC. (laughs) You know, they have a policy there. that Anything that's against Justin. Uh Uh-huh. They're like, come on, guys. They're like Biden. Come on, guys. Don't talk about Justin. But there was another story that uh, I wondered if you'd seen, Dan and Fred. The um, Prime Minister's Residence, a.k.a. 24 Sussex Drive. This might be of interest to you, Dan, because there, there's a poll out right now that says half of the country opposes renovating the Prime Minister's Residence. Did you see this story, Freddie? yes the cost 36 to 38 million and there is a an uproar there's a furor I, there's a uh, a bit of a pushback although 50% of the country thinks yeah we should do that and here's why the last time the prime minister's residence was renovated was 1950 Dan, oh, that long ago. What are your thoughts about using taxpayers' money to dolly up the prime minister's crib? Who are you asking? I started with Dan because you know I like to have Dan form his opinions. Okay, not based I on don't... our browbeating. <laughs> okay,
2: I've uh, I've I've read a little bit about this over the years. It's it's come up over and over again. Obviously, since it has been renovated for such a long time. Uh, I don't even think that that, uh, Trudeau lives there right now, right? No, he's living in some cottage. Yeah, because it's it's such a it's unlivable. It's almost it's it's unlivable. So the question is whether or not they should restore it or uh, tear it down and build a new one. And as far as a historic, uh, the only thing that I think is really historic about that is the address. I mean, I'm sure there's historic. The building itself is uh, I can't remember some you know land baron or something mm-hmm. happened a long time ago. But um, as far as ripping it down, it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me for the official prime minister's residence but i don't know do do most people you think know what it looks like other than it's 24 sussex uh good question i don't really i can't recall Um, the white house so what was your definitive answer there dan on well i kind of think they should just tear it down and and put up uh, a condo put a new put a new residence some townhouses yeah Freddie, what do you think, since
0: I'm the poll, since I'm doing the moderation of this uh, debate?
1: <laughs> is 24 Sussex, Dan? Is it on the green belt? Let's establish that first. Is it? <laughs> I think it's not. Okay. Um, Will any co-host salmon be harmed? <laughs> this is, to me, very nonpartisan. You know, this is our country. It's the prime minister. Although I thought Dan was going to say they should redo it, rebuild it, or refurbish it, but only let liberal prime ministers live in it. That's what I number one. I thought he. Was <laughs> no,
0: gonna I say. thought he was going to say he wanted the job <laughs> that he was going to bid on. The he said, the "I'll come fuck? in at thirty-five-five. I'll, that. I'll yeah. undercut that job. Very modern, and building. that thing I'll will be done, done. in 2050.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry. Didn't yeah. mean, didn't mean
1: um, to beat you to the
0: Dan Duran joke.
1: This is a... Uh, yeah, to me, it's nonpartisan. I think it's our prime minister. It's our country. I think there should be a handsome residence. Why not? And whatever it takes, I like the idea of refurbishing an old... Uh, historic building or whatever. I don't have a problem with it. Same with, you know, when they talk about prime ministers flying all over, like, privately. The the prime minister. Whether they be liberal or maybe one day NDP or conservative, it's our prime minister. It's our country. So I don't have a problem with it because, you know, it's <laughs> going to be Trudeau and then somebody else and somebody else. And, uh, yeah. Well, here's how I feel. I feel yeah. exactly that way. Like I, any, Anytime I hear people
0: squawk about how the prime minister travels or how he lives or they live because that's what they use. They use they prime minister pronouns. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm Justin Trudeau. My pronouns are they prime minister. But yeah, I mean you, you ask an interesting interesting question Dad add around. I don't know that I can identify what the residence actually looks like. I would know that that's the address but I can't really picture it the way you can picture the White House or even 10 Downing where the uh, UK Prime Minister lives, I can I can picture that for some reason, but I think that if it hasn't been redone since the nineteen hundred and fifties, and the Prime Minister can't even live there, you know, spend the money now, you know, and so that going
1: forward, it, we, it's something we can be proud of. Where does he live now, Stornoway, or is that for the official uh, opposition? I forget. He's living at ends. a quality inn. <laughs> in uh, in gas you, bay. Cana- you know how Canadian this is, right? Of putting it off and putting it off. Yeah, because yeah. They don't want to offend taxpayers. You know, just like the fighter jets and all that stuff. You put it off and you put it off and the price tag goes up and up and up. I mean, I would question. I've driven by 24 Sussex. I would question what, where's $36 million going, but... What do I know when it comes to that stuff? Um, well, then that's that. not even the debate. I mean, if, they, if it's, a, yeah. if it's, if it's struck, a building that's
0: been standing there since the 19-whatever mm-hmm. and, and hasn't been touched, and if it's unlivable, it probably, considering what some of the renovations in this city costs,
1: Oh no, I know, but when I from what I saw, it didn't, the structure didn't look big enough to absorb 36 million. But again, I don't know. Obviously, it does. So, maybe they it's gonna cost maybe, and- maybe they don't know a guy. It's like, "Hey.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Do, do, you a, do you have a guy? You have a Prime Minister's residence guy?" Uh-huh.
2: Um, it was built no, in in 1866.
0: Dan, yes. What what will happen first? Will this Prime Minister's residence be renovated or will your bathroom job be done? What will be
2: <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I get it. Dan Duran's putting uh, in a bathroom for somebody. Yeah. It's quite something. So uh yeah, eighteen sixty six is when this building was built. Okay it became the official home of the Prime Minister in nineteen fifty one. Hmm. Uh-huh. It's an old building. And yeah, it large. certainly is.
1: <clears throat> But uh, and what it's, you know, this debate has been raging for some time as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's raging. No, it has been seriously for decades. And that's why I get back to what I said about putting it off and putting it off. Like, I mean, me, you know, if uh, memory serves me correctly, Mm -hmm. which it doesn't serve me very well lately, um, is uh, I think they they were used to talk about this like at 15 and 16 million. Right. I I don't remember. My memory does not serve me.
0: I love that phrase. Well, if my memory serves me, craft dinner. Uh, um, okay, well, that's all I wanted to mention about that. Uh, here's a story, you know, before we lose Dan, because Dan's got to go. There was a story here, I'm just trying to find it, about Toronto and how overrated it is.
1: Okay, let me just interject here. One thing I will say about, you know, in Hamilton yesterday, you asked about the process in Hamilton. Uh, we figured out it was disgruntled. Uh, poor people or whatever are those struggling. You know, yesterday they raised the bank rate again by a quarter point, 4.5%. Maybe I've made this point before, but it's just interesting. Our, our system, and I don't know another system, but inflation goes crazy. People pay more for mortgages. They pay for, more for groceries and anything they buy on time or credit. And what's the solution? Hammer them more. Like, just think about that. I'm sorry, you know, Rich- you've lost me. What do we do there? Raised interest rates to 4.5 right. yesterday. Right. And I'm just saying, what's the solution? Raise interest rates and hammer the people in the middle. You know, young families, people struggling. Hammer them more because people with lots of money don't need to worry about mortgages. They don't need to about about buying things on time. The very <laughs> The very people that are struggling the most... Get hit even harder And again I don't know a solution or another way But it's just ironic And a little sad From this uh,
2: perspective I've heard from I've heard various uh, <clears throat> Economists both in the US And Canada talking about that And I guess it's, it's being done the world over They're worried about of course the the Cycle you know the wages increase And then just inflation gets out of hand is what they mm-hmm. are worried about But mm-hmm. the uh, but a lot of people are saying this is they're they're misreading the situation. There's there a recession quite possibly around the corner, and not coming out of COVID, that they may not be doing the right thing at the right time, and maybe what well, you're to your point, Fred, creating more of a recession by doing what they're doing. Um, I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think any of us on this
0: uh, comedy-based program, um, no e- economics. You know, enough to know why they keep doing it. But it's not just for, and, and you know, you might have a point. It's, well, you do have a point, but it's not just affecting the middle class and the poor person trying to get a mortgage. It's also affecting big companies who are leveraging money f- to create, you know, industry and wealth. But, you know, that, that, that inflation tied to job creation, the irony of jobs is the job, there, there's, it's quite a strong jobs market. But for some reason that inflex infects. I'm sorry. What word I'm looking for? Affects inflation. In fact, if there was a worse job market, inflation would be lower. From what I've read. But I'll tell you the. Yeah, the, the I,
1: go ahead. And again, I, I again I don't know. You know, it, this is our system, and this is the way it works. The one thing about big companies, and again, you know, um, you know, they got time on their side because they have money behind them. A lot of other people don't. But <laughs> again, who knows? It, it's. That's just the way it is. And it's cyclical. Well, it is. It's before.
0: Like my first, we've had this conversation. My first mortgage in 1993 was 13%. No one's paying 13% for a mortgage right now. No. Oh, no, no. You know what I mean? Like it is cyclical. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the inflation rate was in 1993. But Mm -hmm. I remember celebrating when my mortgage went down to 11%, which, by the way, is the number. There's a more, I think, more of a, you want to talk about the middle class being hammered. There's a story today about the 11% is what the cost of food is up year Mm. over year. Mm -hmm. Because not everyone has a mortgage, but everyone has to eat every day.
1: And you know what, Howard? That's 11 to me seems low, because a lot of the items that I buy on a regular basis seem to have gone up by more than 11%. Yeah,
0: that's on average, though. I'm just saying that.
1: No, the no, average no, no, cost no, of understand. a grocery. No, I understand that. Like, my Rene's chunky blue cheese dressing hmm. <laughs> was like four ninety nine forever. Now it's over $6. God so, damn you know, Renee. I look at it... Oh, and it's so good. Mm. Um, when I look at an item like that, I think, "Wow, that's way way more than eleven percent." But as you say, it's on average. Um, <laughs> things like it's proteins shocking. proteins are way up. The oh,
0: cost yeah. of chicken, cost of cost of uh, fruit, vegetables. Um, more Canadians than ever are uh, availing themselves of food banks, mm. and. Here's an interesting sidebar to this story that I didn't know we were going to talk about, but I had just read before we started the show. Some people are saying that it's actually cheaper to eat out and buy groceries in some cases.
1: Sure. And then you get into the whole nutrition thing. You know, a lot of families stressed out. You know, you go into the metro and. You know, for nineteen ninety nine, you can feed a family of four with their fried chicken and their potato wedges, and really, mm. it's it, You know, it's, buying that stuff is cheaper than taking it home and preparing it, which just becomes a whole uh, nutrition issue now.
0: Daniel, were you and I watching something, or was it just the other day? I saw an ad. We were we were actually watching TV for a second, and the ad was for two McDonald's burgers for five dollars. No, I remember that. You can't make two burgers for $5 if you buy the ingredients. But if you, so to your point oh, about, good nat- ones. well, mm-hmm. to your point about nutrition, mm-hmm. like if you can't afford to shop for real and you need to feed somebody, two burgers for five bucks is pretty good. The nutritional value might be, you know, reduced. <laughs> so I was sort of laughing. Sorry for being immature in the, in the middle of all of this, but I, When I said it's, you you can tell that we've all grown up because, you know, there wasn't that long ago when I would have said, you know, it's cheaper than eating out. And then there would have been, you know, jokey jokes. I couldn't couldn't formulate anything quick enough. (laughs) But but at least, at least you thought thought. of it. Okay, good. Okay. We're not that old. You'll. You
1: laid it right down
0: there I already. tried to <laughs> I laid eating out so it was just. That I paused and I was like, well, you know, it's cheaper A lot cheaper than eating out And, you know, we could have gone Well, you know, depends, some of that is free I mean, some eating out is free It depends on that, the meal that And there's always so leftovers se-
3: <laughs>
1: That term is so seventies. I know is it? I know it is But there, listen, no matter
0: how much you eat out There's always a little bit
1: left <laughs> You never get it all.
0: You never get it all, Freddie.
1: Um, just to back up a bit, you listen. said when your mortgage rate went down, you celebrated. What, what did that celebration look like, Howard? Mm-hmm. Um, well, if my memory serves me.
0: <laughs> you know what I did? My memory served me some something.
1: <laughs> what exactly <laughs> was that celebration? What did it look like? Who, who was there? <laughs> okay.
0: When, when, listen, when your memory served you that time, did it serve you an appetizer and a full course, or was it just a little snack? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> oh, oh, my goodness. See, I like it. It's, it's fun to laugh in the face of all this
2: doom, Dan Duran. I appreciate that. That's uh, that's why I like hanging out with you guys. No, we like know, there's, hanging there's out with humor you, too. right around the corner.
0: You you never we're know. never far away from a little bit of humor. Um, I, I wasn't really uh, sure when we were going to talk about this, but we might as well throw it out, because Dan's got to go soon. And uh, I don't know we, if we, we sort of been... This story has been in the news for a couple days. Donald Trump uh, won his club championship. He won the senior club championship at one of his golf courses on the weekend. Of course, he's been in the news. He was at that funeral. And one of the listen, if you listen, I know we talk about Trump, but we haven't talked about him very much lately. One of the funniest things I've seen is Jimmy Kimmel breaking down Trump's eulogy speech at this friend of trump's funeral on the weekend it's worth a watch it's like three and a half four minutes have you seen it Freddie p yeah i just I so guy. funny it's fantastic yeah. but did you see them yeah. and, and and it really it's it's very letterman-esque and it, it's just really funny but how trump was at somebody's funeral basically did 45 minutes of just his campaign speech <laughs> but uh, oh man like
1: What an ignorant bastard. Just think using that platform to promote himself. Like, there's no shame in this bastard. Like, none. Isn't isn't that enough for someone? Like, any sort of moderate or middle person or just, you know, (laughs) softly leaning right to look and go, you know, this isn't, this isn't. This isn't right. It's not, you know, I, I've, listen, I've spoken at a funeral.
0: I've given a eulogy. I didn't stop in the middle of talking about my father going, you know, Freddie and I got screwed when Stern came to town. I'm telling you, we did. Anyway, back to Lou. Uh, I won the club championship internationally <laughs> <for> the <laughs> National. Did you know that? So that's it. You know, it, it's almost a... You want to talk about unstable? When you watch this clip, uh-huh. if you get a chance, to stand on a break today. If okay. you watch this, where Trump is talking, it's it's so. What did you say about? Has no self awareness. No, like none. And to do like forty five t- minutes at somebody else's funeral is pretty,
1: pretty unself aware. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's it, again, it's right. It's it's a mental stability. It's a yes. it's a mental health thing. Like, you know, say what you want about Biden, and we could go on forever about that, too. But this is the guy with the button? I mean, really? You know, it's it's just all about him. By the way, he's back. Facebook announced yesterday he's back, eh? He He can have his account back if he wants it great
0: well he didn't want his Twitter account back he's still not on Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the last things that Kimmel says in this is he plays another clip of a deranged Trump rant from somebody's funeral and then he comes back to Kimmel and all he says is that guy was the president of the United States Yeah. And that really is. It's so good. Um, But quickly, so Donald Trump was at this funeral on the weekend. And then after the weekend, somehow claimed he'd won his senior club championship. And everyone was Mm -hmm. like, well, how could he do that? Well, here's what he did. The the competitors, everyone else in the tournament played Saturday and Sunday. But he was away Saturday. But he shows up Sunday with a five-shot lead. (laughs) So... Like, seriously, having not played the Saturday round. And here's what he did. He, um, he played earlier in the week by himself and posted that score. Oh. And then claimed that that score counted because he had to go and go to this funeral anyway it's just you got to see this story online I'm, I'm i'm there's a there's a whole bunch more to it but it's it's basically pretty funny that it, i mean i've played a few of these golf tournaments you know most most of them require you to play on the same day as everyone as everyone else <laughs> you know mostly that's part of the rules you have to play not when it's convenient for you and if you can't make both rounds well generally
1: you're shit out of luck See, it's just so Putin-esque. That's yes. what bothers me about this. It, it, it just, they, they operate, they just operate in a different world. It's it's creepy, really, when you think about it. It is. And and again, who knows what score he, he actually shot that day. And, how you know, it's his club championship. How about, hey, guys, I couldn't make it this year. I hope you all have a good tournament to exactly. celebrate the guy who wins like a normal man would do. He's
0: telling people he's, uh, Dan, he's telling people he's won 20 club championships. And here's what he does. Whenever he opens a new golf course, he owns a bunch of them around the world. What he does, he owns 14 and operates another five. He plays the first club champion chip by himself. Like, before there are... <laughs> this is so good. What? <laughs> before there are other members, he plays by himself... And then declares that he's the first club champion. In fact, puts a plaque up on the wall saying club champion, Donald Trump. Imagine needing that kind of constant affirmation or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And then worse, telling people, oh, yeah, I've won 20 club championships. It's so it's so awful and so bizarre and still, he was the guy that was elected by some number
1: of millions of Americans. And millions and millions will vote for him again.
2: So he entered the uh, tournament with a five, uh, five-shot lead. Yes. So that actual day that he played, so he played very well that day then? He, he claims, great question, he claims that uh,
0: he played an excellent round earlier in the week and that that game would count as his first day's score because he's the emperor, and no one wants to tell him that he's fucking naked. You know what I mean? That's the problem. He has got no one around him to tell him he's walking around with his tiny pink dick
2: hanging out. So the second day... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no,
1: no. I know what you're getting at. So what about the day? What about Sunday? He must have shot, actually shot a good score. But but, but Sunday, he had a five-shot lead. So the people that played Saturday... See, there's no
0: talk Mm -hmm. about what he shot Sunday. So who fucking knows? I mean, he's a chronic
1: cheater. Anyway, plus, plus you can't be selective. So the day that he shot a minus five, what did he shoot the day before or the day after that? Why, would, why didn't they count? Well, we don't so know. He, 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 gets to, he gets to pick his his best round. Well, that's what
0: he did. And, and we don't know what he shot. He just had a five-shot lead on the guys that played Saturday. Well, it, it's all just so Trumpy As um, Kimmel says It's just so Trumpian mm. As to be almost like You You think You see Again, you can hate George Bush and his son And Bill Clinton And the scandals And you can think that Obama was mediocre We can think all of those things But none of those presidents I just mentioned Have this kind of Almost comic book mm mm-hmm. Craziness around them.
1: Mm -hmm. No, and then there are those that support him would argue maybe that uh, you know I'll overlook that because because he accomplished so much when he really didn't. Obama handed him a great economy. He proceeded to wreck it through COVID, and yeah, he did a few things that are notable, but generally speaking, he hasn't accomplished as much as Biden has in two years. If you want to look at it by the book. So what is this great attraction to this man? It's it, Again, it's disturbing because close to, you know, 60, 70, 80 million will vote for him again next time. Well,
0: that's all. I think we did uh, touch on this earlier, but I wanted to just flesh it out. Thanks, Dan. Uh, listen, uh, Dan Duran's uh, going to join us next when uh, I'm trying to think of our first show will be f- a couple weeks from now. Dan will be back hopefully the membrane will be fine and uh, all will be well and Dan's news can, can be good, yeah. And so Dan's news.
2: And you you will be in, uh, m- both of you, will you both be in Mexico in two weeks? No, I'll be in Mexico no. uh, as of Saturday.
0: Freddy's coming on the uh, 1st of March. We're going to, a, I'll be in a different location when Fred comes to Mexico than the yep. location I'll be in the next time we do a show. I'm going to be in a little town between Cancun or actually Playa and uh, Tulum. So, uh
1: I think the next time we do a show, you'll be back in Toronto. No, I'll be here. But for one day. And then I'm heading back to Toronto. And the ballots of that week, I will be in Brampton doing the show. Exotic. All right, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Dan Durand, everybody. Oh. Hopefully Dan's, the snow will be it'll be gone.
0: Dan, good luck today. Safe travels to you wherever you. Right. wherever life may take you, Dan. Thank you. And
2: the same to you guys. Enjoy your enjoy your uh, couple of weeks off. Will you uh, be supplying an extra today, or should I just play yeah, them? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put some together. Appreciate you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, man. Okay. Good
2: okay. work. See you in a couple weeks. Thank you. Okay, man. Okay, Stand to work, man. Away. Okay, man. Okay, man. Bye.
0: We have a uh, lot of stuff to get to. I, 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 Somewhere in all of that, I was going to tell you the story about how Toronto and four other Canadian cities have been... Did you see that story about it being the most overrated city? I'm not sure if we're going to get to that. Uh, by some... Poll? Okay. By some council in Europe saying... Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I thought maybe that poll was taken in Montreal. Oh, no. Montreal is the second most overrated city in Canada. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just, if you look in... I'm not sure we're going to get to it. If you go to ctvnews.ca, five Canadian cities among the most overrated in the world, according to a report. I'm not sure if we're going to get to it, but we are going to get to your emails here in a second. But first, why don't we talk about this important piece of information?
1: Well, you know, the retirement mature, but Tim Niblett is a portfolio manager, Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Tim was by yesterday, and, you know, we re- re- revisited the RSP-TFSA debate, and it was pretty clear cut. You know, uh, the TFSA thing is uh, something to really take a look at. I mean, for tax reasons, you know, it's uh, an option that wasn't available to a lot of people of our age. Again, it's uh, a way to really, you know, give it to the tax man. Uh, so again, if you want to go back, listen to the show from yesterday, or uh, you know, contact the Retirement Sherpa, RetirementSherpa.ca is how to get a hold of Tim. He's there, uh, both sides of the borders, to address any inquiry you may have. RetirementSherpa.ca. Um,
0: I don't have rats in the kitchen, but I got mice, man. Whole, uh, we got a bunch of them.
1: Well. Get an exterminator Yeah we are in. Uh, I, I was You at guys a, work great
0: I was at a board meeting yesterday And we decided to uh, take uh, measures um, To get rid of the Because uh, you know I thought it was just me And then I started hearing from other people You know it's, there's so much construction around here I've been here six years Some people that I know have been here 20 years 10 years Never had any problems But so much of the neighborhood The last Well The last six months to a year There's three or four big projects Like you've said this Every time you come down to visit It's like holy shit There's another thing gone up Mm -hmm.
1: So I guess what happens is It disturbs their nests And anyway Yeah it's very unsettling I mean you know Too many mice I I would find creepy too But one mouse would uh, I don't know what it would do to my wife If there was a mouse in our house well, I think
0: we're uh, Dan and I are up to uh, I think we've killed Or exterminated We've killed a few of them It's uh, not every day But every You know, every other day now We've got uh, A dead mouse <laughs>
1: but, What do you bait, What do you bait
0: them with? Peanut butter Yeah, they love it Oh, they love the peanut butter Smoothie
1: Not organic Just regular <laughs> I have these little plastic traps once up at nor- up north and put some uh, peanut butter on it, and those things snap with that spring so hard. Whenever you'd see a mouse, his eyes would be bulged out. Like, oh, can you imagine that? Oh yeah. Well, I think I'll just I think I'll just have mm-hmm. a little lick of this peanut butter. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is good. Yikes! <laughs> their, their eyes are literally bulged out of their head. And again, people may think you know that's not funny. Yeah, but it is. It was funny. Okay, it, it, was, it was funny it, I'll take your word for it Who gives a shit
0: <laughs> um, This program is uh, brought to you As Dan mentioned off the beginning of this Of this uh, program I've said program twice This program is powered by GoDaddy And they power small business And entrepreneurs like your own selves Over 25 years And servicing over 20 million 20 Millions Customers worldwide GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain Create a website and everything else you need To get your business online If you have a great idea for a side hustle A small business Maybe you've been dreaming about uh, Putting that online store online Now's the time to launch it And start selling your products With GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support They are here to help you Every step of the way How do you do it? GoDaddy.ca Do you need a credit card to get started? No, you do not Uh, You can start your website for free today with GoDaddy. Try it out. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Yeah, this uh, rating was from the UK-based market analysis platform, something or other, which ranks 85 top tourist destinations uh, around the planet. Uh, Here's a weird thing. It says, uh, based on ratings and reviews posted on travel websites, the report says 10%, almost 11% of people who visited Toronto found it disappointing with the most... You know This is the weird part. With the most regrettable, re- regrettable attraction being the Toronto Zoo. Huh, oh,
1: that's what they're rating it on? The zoo? Okay. You know, it's an interesting perspective because... You know, you've tra- you know, I haven't traveled to a lot of European and old cities. You know, I, I, I can understand it a bit because Toronto just has, doesn't really have the age or the, you know, the thing is with Toronto, Toronto doesn't have a culture. It has tons of cultures where you go to Rome or something. You know what I mean? You get the Italian culture and you get the Italian history and Toronto just doesn't offer that really on any level. You have to come in with a different perspective. This is a young city, really, by measurement. So I can see that, unfortunately. Now, yeah, some of the other cities that were ranked
0: uh, disappointing, most overrated, number one, Bangkok, number two, Antalya, Turkey, <laughs> Singapore, <laughs> Munich. Okay. I know. Anyway, the only reason I even mention it is because there's five Canadian cities in this top 85 most overrated, and they are Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Vancouver, Ottawa, and Quebec City. Quebec City, mm-hmm. I can see. i was I overrated. Mean, I, well, a little, only because I was I was there I was there once, and that's not fair. But it wasn't the magical dreamland I'd heard it was, and you know it was fine. I enjoyed it.
1: But more than any other Canadian city, it would offer history and sort of culture and a European feel. If, again, that's what people are looking for. But, you know, there's more than Europe, obviously. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. I'm going to give you a little heads up now. I'm about to hit mm-hmm. the theme. And uh, you're going to have to start your uh, other machine. No, Freddie's surrounded I'm good. by technology.
1: I'm, I'm good. Good to Okay, go. uh, let me
0: uh, get rid of that. A lot of work. A lot of work getting this ready. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> it has nothing to do with the fact that I don't have a mouse. Okay. Although now I have lots of mouses. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hi, guys.
1: Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi,
3: guys.
0: Got a lot of stuff to get through because last Toys Day. You were not here, we didn't do any emails, and I kept thinking, well, we should probably do them maybe Monday and Tuesday so they don't get backlogged, but here we are, uh, beginning with a lot of uh, response to uh, some things we did recently. Fred,
1: why don't you lead us off? Uh, hey, Humble, just wanted to wish you a happy belated birthday. I'm a little bit behind on the podcast right now. I am just catching up today, just listening to you talk about numbing your shoulders, <laughs> wishing you all the best for this year stay strong guys and thanks for all the laughter justin hundy p 2013 that's how he identifies himself love that
0: by the way and thanks justin thanks for the well wishes but that's the part that i you know i wanted to just focus on quickly which is i think that's a legitimate way to identify your Hundy penis. Yes, I know there's some pushback from the Fred Balls and the Chris Kays and such about the original Hundy peas. But if you started listening to us two years after we started and you've heard every show since then, I think you deserve to be called a Hundy pea in some fashion or manner. And balls are radical. Don't.
2: <laughs> that's
0: Hi right. Guys. Hi. Hi guys. Uh, this oh is a uh, long-time TV. listener. Bell Let's Talk is the subject matter. Jeff Kilborn says, Hi, guys. Let's hope this year's Let's, Ta- Let's Talk Day isn't followed two laters. Let me start again. I hope this year's Let's Talk Day isn't followed two days later by your fire day, <laughs> which is, mm-hmm. has been the tradition. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Howie, and enjoy the well-deserved vacation to you both. See, there you go. Thank you, Jeff.
1: Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. This is subject matter here. Crime rates from Gordy. Hello, guys. Your comments about equating U.S. mass shooting risks to Mexico. Violence is wrong. Well, mass shootings get headlines. The homicide rate of uh, our homicide rate of mexico and the dominican republic are about five times that of U, uh the u.s and over ten times canada and unfortunately tourists can get caught in the violence i wouldn't change any plans and do enjoy yourself but don't let your guard down this isn't florida stay strong Gord. uh thank you Gord. you're right uh
0: i did a little research can we just pause here and uh, throw a mm-hmm. couple numbers at you? He's right when it comes to violent crime murder rate per million people. Mexico is ranked 17th in the world, five times more than the U.S. But here's some interesting stats total crimes in Mexico ranked 12th in the world, the U.S. of A ranked first, eight times more than Mexico. Murders with firearms per million: Mexico ranked twelfth, U.S. ranked tenth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes on to break it down by by rape, by you know intentional homicide. Um, oh yeah, it's quite uh, it's quite interesting reading.
1: Well, it sounds to me like radio ratings. You can make those numbers say whatever you want them to, right? That's right. But mm-hmm. he is right
0: about that one stat. But I'll tell you, looking at these numbers, Fred, you know, it, going to the U.S. ain't much different than going to Mexico, and in some categories, it's actually worse. So that's the other one to say about that. Hi guys. But thank you, Hi, Gord. Guys. Hi. Hi guys. Hi, guys. Always enjoy reading what Gord has to say. <laughs> Uh, This comes from uh, Jeff Newman, something we were talking about uh, yesterday, the AR-15 discussion in the States, which is kind of a good tie in because that's what segued into the crime rate. Hi, guys, says Jeff, to add to the discussion of AR-15s. I lived in Houston for a year and my neighbor had a small arsenal of guns, including an AR-15. When I asked him what the fuck it was for, he replied, it's for shooting hogs. I guess uh, what that says is that they are so readily available, if you want to do damage, they are accessible to anyone. Simply, Jeff says, it's sad. And I think that was kind of my point. Yes. If you want to shoot a hog with one of your shooting guns, you don't need an AR-15 to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know.
1: No. I know, and it gets back to the point uh, we made yesterday. I would like to know all those people that have guns in their homes to protect their homes from bad guys. How many have actually ever had to use them, or what the incident number is? It's probably minuscule. They're all living in this weird fucking whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Put you it on them.
0: Well, and you, you know, the there's a phrase I've heard several times. I'm sure you've read it or heard it when they talk about the fetishization of guns in the States. It's what yeah, it is. Sure. It's a fetish for them. And they use yeah. the second amendment. It's with sort of the origin story of the fetish, you know, a well, uh, whatever that thing, a well-stocked militia, whatever, a well-armed militia. Um, and that's part of that AR 15 group is that they want military style weaponry, but not to protect their homes or shoot
1: hogs. Mm hmm. You know, the another aspect of this, and I recently, you know, about the gangbangers in Toronto and the gun violence in Toronto. You know, a young guy gets a gun. He's part of a, gu- a, gu- a, a gang. As soon as you get that gun, it's a gun, it's almost like your finger's twitching. You're yeah. looking for an excuse to use it. I have this thing now. So now an incident that may, if you didn't have the gun, wouldn't escalate the way it normally would. Now with this gun, you're emboldened. You know, it's like I have this. I got to use this. And I'm sure it's that way in the States, too, with this advanced weaponry. I have it. Ooh, I got to use it somehow, even if it ends up shooting a hog. But the point is, it's laying in the house and it could turn into a disaster. Well, and back to this.
0: These three incidences of the 38 mass shootings. But the, the guys in their late 60s, that was sort of an outlier. And again, as I mentioned yesterday listening to some commentary on it about how these guys were able to cope with life well into their late 60s. And in one case, the guy was 72. But if all of a sudden you snap and have access, let me put it this way, just to your point. If you didn't have access to that gun, I don't know, had to go on a stabbing spree, it's different than being able to spray bullets at a group of people in, in in the blink of an eye and a bunch of them are dead.
1: Yeah, uh, I know, you know, if a gun's there, it can be used. If it's not there, it can't. And, you know, just how does it hurt by trying to lessen the number of guns? No, I know. Well, it does. Apparently,
0: Hi guys. Uh, these next Hi couple guys. are the same uh, subject. So why don't you mention both of them?
1: And then because uh, they both uh, sent notes about uh, this topic uh, offside the Harold Ballard story. Uh, from Tony. Hi, guys. Just came across this documentary about Harold Ballard that was directed by Jason Priestley. He is currently doing press to promote the doc. Would be interesting if you if you could get him on the show. It's available free on CBC Gem. Um, and the other one says, we might enjoy it. Well, I've seen it, and uh... <laughs> To be honest, it didn't tell me one thing I didn't know about Harold Ballard. But again, I'm 66 years old. I lived the era. I knew all the stories. Honestly, I watched it and it was like, there's nothing here that I didn't know. Right. Now, if you're a young fella, loves the Toronto Maple Leafs, you were born after the Harold Ballard era, or you really didn't know about it, it might be enlightening. This is the guy that really started the decline of the Toronto Maple Leafs. From that aspect, it may be great. But for an old codger like me, it really didn't offer anything, to be honest.
0: The other uh, guy that sent a note was Joe Syke, who uh, is also a regular yeah. contributor. Uh, did you? Was it a good mm-hmm. documentary, at least?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah. But, uh, again, Lost in That was, again, yeah, I, I'm not going to say I was bored, but it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: because well, the subject matter, as yeah. you say, you, you already knew all the stuff.
1: Well, listen, that, those were my prime years as a sportscaster. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was right in the middle of a lot of that stuff, so, um, you
0: know. Okay, I'm going to just remind me before we're done. I got a text from Swarma yesterday, which is very sweet. Uh, all right, well that's uh, That was Joe Syke and uh, Tony. I may have cut off uh, Tony's last name. Sorry, Tony. Hi
1: guys.
0: Hi guys. Uh, this one is from Zach Altilia. <clears throat> Altilia. <laughs> Happy birthday, Howard. You mentioned what birthday, we were talking about what birthday number was significant. And Zach said, I thought about mine. He says, In February, I'll turn 40. And for a while, I was not looking forward to it. Yet after suffering an aortic dissection last year, I'm just happy and lucky to be above ground. The way I look at it now, every year I'm above ground, is a good year. Love the show, Zach. And uh, I would agree. Good perspective. And, you know, way to get that perspective early. Because sometimes some people never get that perspective, but you certainly get it as you get older.
1: Right. No, that's for sure. Can you imagine? It seems young to be going through that. You know, I, I, I guess aortal dissection doesn't know age, but, you know, yeah. it just it well, seems young.
0: It does. But then I was thinking about your friend who passed away in his early 40s yes. from heart yes. disease. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I loved his perspective and the fact that uh, that little discussion we had or about significant ages mm-hmm. um, gave him food for thought, Fred. No, by the yes. way, there's no inflation rate on the food for thought.
1: No. Okay. Hi guys. Hi guys.
0: Uh, who's next, Hi guys. my friend?
1: Rainbows in home the home. NHL. Yes. Kenya Hutton. Good morning from the Buffalo Airport. Okay. Just wanted to weigh in quickly on the rainbow controversy. The NHL and Hockey Canada are trying to fix a longstanding toxicity. Yeah. Yeah. What is that word toxicity? Toxicity, it? yes. Yeah, toxicity. She's got toxicity. Okay. Uh, which makes it unwelcoming for not just members of the, you know, LGBTQIA plus community, but also people of color. The hockey is for everyone, uh, okay? Uh, the hockey is for everyone. The sentence
0: is: "The hockey is for everyone nights is essentially the NHL via team owners saying." I know it's a funky sentence, but uh, do, you, do you get what she's trying to say? These nights that no, they have, I don't.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, the hockey is for everyone nights. Oh, the hockey is yes. for everyone nights is essentially the NHL via team owners saying they are welcoming employers. Uh, holy cow! Sorry. I'm having trouble with this one. NHL via team owners saying that they are a welcoming employer. So to me, personal beliefs don't factor in here. You are relaying a message on behalf of your employer. When I wear a poppy, I'm not saying I condone war, but rather that I recognize the sacrifices made by others. Cheers from the snow to the sunshine. Thank you, Tanya. I get what she's saying, right? Mm-hmm. Well, because you know, we were talking about that uh, player that decided
0: not to come out in the rainbow warm-up jersey because his religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, that's one of the worst reasons not to do this. But I, I respect what she's saying that you know it's it's to make people feel that there's an inclusivity in a toxic and toxic environment.
1: Uh, you know but and again I, on no level am I defending it but you know we're we're also caught up in this world right now of freedom of choice right <laughs> when you think about it and you are you and I are anti-religion but you know there's a lot of people that buy in that would sit there and go well it's his choice right and, that, and again that there, is there a right or a, is there a wrong here and I totally disagree with it and, the, you know, for that one night, suck it up, buddy. Yeah. But again, there, there are those that would argue that he's free to make that choice. So
0: sure. But the, and like a lot of things, you know, those choices have consequences. Yeah. But thank you, Tanya. Um, I'm going to skip over. Richard uh, Bullish. just mentioned the same thing about the um, Harold Ballard doc. But um, Beck Clark. Uh, hi, guys, my two cents on the Pride Nights. There should be absolutely no choice to not participate in Pride Night for one reason. It has nothing to do with him and his beliefs, and for that matter, anyone else's, on whether or not he agrees with homosexuality. The Knights have one purpose, and that is to show younger, up-and-coming upcoming hockey players that the league is accepting and welcon- welcoming them to join. She goes on to say, that uh would he shun a gay player in his locker room of course not so by not participating he's making it all about himself when he has nothing to do with it do with it rant over smiley face have a great day and thanks as always for the shows keep it up and enjoy your travels thank you beck clark
1: Yes, thank you very much. Uh, again, I think we pretty much uh, covered that uh, aspect. Yeah. Uh, I think the young fellow made a serious mistake because it's going to stick to him now, right? Oh, yeah. And, uh, for the, and for the sake of just being a little more accommodating, he could have avoided that. For sure. Hi guys. Uh, next one's some from... Uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying some people are so committed to their cause.
0: Right? Oh, I know. But, anyway. Uh, the next one's from our favorite sisters, um,
1: Darlene and Julia. Yes. The Baldwin sisters. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, came across this. Poor Fred. He must really love you, HH. And then it's a, uh, it's the CFNY commercial of uh, 1989 where I'm in the dress and all that. Yeah. The one that DeLise didn't like. So basically she's saying, uh, you know, doing that. I've somehow showed my devotion to you, I guess. <laughs> it's a great commercial. If you
0: want to go look it up, it's... Uh because it's only you in a dress for a second. The rest of the spot, because we watched it recently yeah. mm-hmm. um, when we were doing that cf documentary. It's a really mm-hmm. well done spot.
1: Oh, yeah, sure it is.
0: You know, you're in shaving cream, oh. a hockey helmet, mm-hmm. sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Really cool. Anyway, they go on to say some other nice things. They're beautiful people. Happy
1: birthday, H.A. You're not over the hill. You're just on the back nine. I hope you have a good one, H.H. And Fred, enjoy your time away in the sunshine. Uh, May the rest of your stay be fumigation free, referring to the fumigation that took place in the grounds here on Monday. And and they're both enjoying the travel uh, podcast and the Jeff and Julie podcast as well.
0: Very nice. And again, they're our favorite sisters and they always contribute. I don't know where they are on the Hundy P scale, but they're, they're just warm and lovely human beings. Q Morning Show is a subject from Robert Ashton. Howdy, boys. Been listening since the end of May. The episode with Maureen was excellent. She's a great communicator and sounded like you two had been together forever. This guy has listened to the Q Morning Show for over 20 years, has an opinion about Ryan and John Garbett who have started back at Q this week. He points out that John Derringer Gave up a salary To Ryan When Ryan was an intern To keep him around before he was hired full time And he says Knowing what we know I'm sure John held that over his head and anyway, Goes on to say Haven't listened to Q But if they come back with Joanne I probably will listen Enjoy your show Keep up the good work So there
1: you go Well uh, It's no secret that John used to get him to do personal stuff like laundry and whatever, yeah. so I guess he should pay him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Um, oh Jesus. And I went and looked at the. uh I went and looked. I was looking at Twitter and Q107 came up with a funny little bit with uh, Ryan and John and the new host, Shauna. Some little comedy routine. Oh, okay. Yes. And then I, which was cute talking about what their name should be. Excuse me. And then um, I just went and looked at the comments, and it was pretty much very supportive, and only one or two comments about, you know, the incident. So human nature, as you and I Bob, and said, you know, people don't give a shit.
1: No, they don't. You know, they forget. They quickly forget, and they want their morning show back, or they want that comfort zone back, and great. And uh, those two young fellows come, have come through this pretty good. Yeah. Um, one thing I said the other day when I said um, I forget how I talked about you know it, it all depends on their upbringing how because people are going well you know it was their jobs and their family and they were and they had kids and they had mortgages so what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And I said it depends on your upbringing. I, I'll tell you where that comes from, and I think you can relate to this. If I was in a room with somebody that treated me like that One of the first things I would think about is If my dad knew that I was standing here right now Taking this from that guy under any circumstances He'd be fucking disappointed in me And again, maybe that's going way too far But that's where my mind goes You know, maybe once or twice But day after day You know, it's like How do you do that? At what point is your personal integrity Take precedent?
0: you know it's hard not to agree but it's also hard not to wonder because we weren't in that situation and Mm -hmm. for 20 years yeah i mean again as a lot of different perspectives i couldn't take it (laughs) i wouldn't be able to do it and would hope that one of my kids wouldn't have to put up with it but it's hard also to know what without you know talking to those guys to knowing how how shell-shocked they were by it all and,
1: and 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 what it did to them and how how helpish helpless you are when you know it's wrong you want to do something but you know the people that you're going to go to that can do something don't want to hear about it yeah it's and a, and
0: where my sympathy also comes from, knowing how much therapy they both have gone through, mm-hmm. that it wasn't easy on them. And it wasn't, they didn't, they, they you know, again, someone brought up this in a discussion with that Stockholm syndrome, where you start to identify with your captors, and that's kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, the way it was described to me, you know, the, the feeling in that room when somebody else was getting yelled at was like being in a family where the abusive father or mother... Mm-hmm. But the abusive parent was picking on somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, and I grew up in a household where, you know, there was some tension to be, to say the least. And I remember that feeling of being relieved when one of my brothers was getting shit and it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, we've all had that. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, uh, it's hard not to agree and to feel I, I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. But. Now some pretty. You want to talk about toxicity? That's some pretty fucking toxic shit we're talking about. All right, moving toxicity. on. Toxicity. Tox- Hi toxicity. Hi guys. Toxicity. Hi guys.
1: Toxicity. Toxicity. Forty. Uh, this is a uh, one from Jennifer Kelly. Yes, the story behind the new VRBO brand. Hi vacation rental by owner vrbo been around for donkey's years even before airbnb here's the article about the vrbo brand and the rebrand uh competing with airbnb and then uh, you and she gave a link that explains it all uh thank you very much for that take the time if you care to uh investigate that p.s fred sorry you had to uh relocate once all set up but uh Boy, the change of your plan sure made you spicy this morning. Nice to hear you are enjoying your trip. Okay. Humble. Great show with Maureen Holloway. She was an excellent injection of energy. Couldn't handle her on a daily basis on cue, but she was great uh, guest fretting. But speaking of spicy, two Thursdays ago, there was a little bit of an edge with you towards Toronto Mike. So I was thinking maybe you should uh, have <laughs> him it. on earlier in the show. Yeah. Maybe uh, not at the end of the week or at the end of the show, because uh, whatever he said, there was a little bit of friction. Uh, you're tired, Mike. <laughs> I thought that was funny that I yeah, got so cranky. have him on earlier in the show, not the end yeah. tired. Anyway and i had to laugh because you asked teal mike if he spoke with maureen and if she was okay to talk about it on the air uh he said yes i spoke to her about it so she should be fine but he also spoke to uh dean mcdermott and we all know what happened with that (laughs) however it was awesome great show that's jen thank you jen jen's the best i don't you know
0: i read that and i laughed i'm like i can't remember what i was saying to boone but i was probably putting on what's that Either can I I was probably putting on a little bit of spice. Um, let me you know. I just looked and saw how many more we have to go let 's take a little break from this for a second because we do have some uh, we have some work to do and uh, and let 's get to uh, these fine uh, announcements in the middle of uh, i 'm trying to get you some music. there we go
1: The, the Chambers of Commerce group insurance plan canada 's number one uh, Group benefits plan for small business. Go to chamberplan.ca. It's all there. If you have a small business, you've thought about a benefits package for the people that are doing such a great job for you. It's such a reward for people. It really is. Just think about telling them we now have a benefits package at this small business. All sorts of testimonials there. You can read them. The name of the people, the name of the companies, how it's worked for them. It's fantastic. It's prescriptions. It's dental. It's a mental health therapy available now. A, a, an HR component to it. Everything you need as a small business built right in at premiums that you can afford. And they've done a great job of holding the line on those premiums over the years. So uh, no surprises for a small business. It's the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca.
0: Mm, Mexican radio mm, 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 Yeah, sorry, I'm killing time So I can find what I'm looking for Just give me a second Unearthing value That's what they're doing At AirVentures.com, An emerging international junior mining And exploration company Engaged in the acquisition, exploration, and development of resource properties. We're talking Boron, everyone. There's only five places on planet Earth where they commercially can have it, and where there's an economic uh, engagement in this precious um, mineral. And Aaron Ventures is part of that. Their strategy to uncover and capitalize on unique developments, and they have. Check out this company. Maybe put it as uh, part of your uh, portfolio, you know. I don't know what she's doing. AaronVentures.com dot com once again. AaronVentures.com <laughs> dot com. Do, 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 do. Yeah, there's uh, quite a bit uh, to go here.
1: What are you? Are you getting tired? Uh, this next one is more or less the same as the last one. But again, it's perspective on the Derringer and Ryan Parker situation. Why don't you just mention the person's name then? We can skip over the, the text. Hi, guys. Uh, hi, hi guys. guys. You know what I mean? Hi guys. Yes. The name is Ian. Stay strong, says Ian. But basically, had the same thing. Derringer apparently paid Ryan in the early years. So there was some sort of commitment there. Oh, yeah. Obligation. Uh, fine, we will accept that and move on. Uh, Sean uh, Nadeau sent us a book. <laughs>
0: I tried to edit it down, and now I'm just going to say, "Good day, gentlemen. Longtime listener, near Hundy P. Status. Ever since I found your podcast, I'm a daily listener, approximately seven years. He mentions Amanda. Was a big fan of Eileen. Hopes Phil is happy. <laughs> does mm-hmm. uh, you know, said something about when I go on a rant, sometimes Fred just goes, "Ah, yeah, I don't know what that is. He's going to be all
1: stuff. In- have- he says, I've always found it amusing when Humble's on a rant for five minutes, he turns to Fred for input, and we hear a little silence, and then a, ah, yeah, like we disturbed Freddie Pete. <laughs> <laughs> laugh <laughs> out loud. Yeah. Sometimes um, I'm not sure if he knows he's on a talk program. Maybe he's doing a crossword puddle, a puzzle. Laugh out loud. Lots uh, of laughter. timer radio. Laugh, laugh out, out loud. Laugh out loud. Um, I was going to skip that part because I thought it was too
0: convoluted, but fine. Uh, he's going to Tulum. Anyway, it goes on and on and on and on. And I and just want to say, Sean, thank you so much for all your effort and your input. It is appreciated.
1: You might want to lessen the LOLs, though. <laughs> there, There's a, 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 you know, you and I, let's be honest, we've never been a fan of the LOLs. Yeah, we don't lol. And there's We don't several. write it. We don't say it. There's several there, almost to the point of disturbing. So, uh, maybe, you know. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. (laughs) But Sean, again, appreciate
0: it. Hi, guys! Uh, This one's from our friend uh, Rod Johnson, Friedrich. Short and sweet. Love this.
1: Uh, Driving North, listening to yesterday's episode, wanted to let you know that uh, Beaver Hunt was most definitely in Hustler, and the reason why is uh, I had a paper route. That's why uh, he remembers that we were talking about I, I actually asked that question
0: I couldn't remember mm-hmm. uh, if it was in in Hustler mm-hmm. and it was also a separate porny mag but he said it was right. the reason he had a paper but I'm guessing so he could yes. buy
1: so we could buy the uh, beaver <laughs> hunt yeah
0: so we got it uh, this next one's uh, this is uh, see we've, we're backed up a little bit Hi this next guys. one's uh, before you left Jennifer Kelly <laughs> basically uh, wanted to say have a super amazing time uh, Fred, we will miss you. All listeners, originals, H.A. Hundy P's, new listeners, everyone will miss you. And uh, no one more than me. I enjoyed working with Paul for a couple days. And I really had a great time with Maureen. But uh, it's not the same vibe. I told you that. hmm hmm You know, this is the vibe I'm familiar with. You know, right where you're like, yes. I'm talking, you're doing crossword puzzles. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, actually, it's Wordle. <laughs> That's right. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. I, tell, I didn't tell you this. I did, a, I did my first Wordle uh, a yes. week or so ago with Rachel, who is a Wordle maniac. As I, would, I wasn't surprised because she's very good with words. Mm-hmm. But we were hanging out one Saturday, and she, I said, what are you doing? She goes, I'm doing this Wordle. I said, well, you know what? Show me how this is done. You, you explain it to me like the child that I am. And uh, she gave me her strategy. She has a couple of words she always uses at the beginning.
1: And uh, I found it fine. It was cute. It's a bonding thing for us. We have a uh, uh, through texting a category called family chat. And we keep, we keep in touch, the uh, four of us. And each day we all play it and submit it so we can compare uh, how we did. And it's a nice little touch Because if somebody gets it in two You celebrate mm-hmm. You celebrate them Not like your celebration for the mortgage <laughs> I was going to say What is that celebration exactly? Do you have streamers? Do you have a party favor? Are there
0: little sandwiches with gherkins? Do you have gherkins?
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. But it's a nice little touch And mm. sometimes we can discuss the word And whether we think it's valid And why it took us six Or we didn't get it it's, So it's, it's you, nice, Doll, Mel, and Dan Yes, and and, who, and Josh, I'm sure and it's Josh. the five of us. So who usually wins? But day to day, um, you know, I usually come in at four, and Melanie and Delise often get three. But it's a patience thing too, right? Yeah. Like if you get to the third one, you're looking at it, and you can spend a lot of time before submitting the next word, making sure. And to me, sometimes I'll just throw something out there to see what letters come up, and then nail it in four. And you know, patience isn't one of my strongest suits, so
0: well interesting you mentioned that everything is interesting because uh, we did it in four Rachel helped me mm-hmm. through it like the uh, child that I am and uh, that was it and I was like okay well I don't need to do this I mean I would do it with somebody I found the I found it a fun experience doing it with her but I didn't uh, you know I haven't thought of
1: it since there's one called word hurdle which we do just Doll and I do that compete with each other it's six letters and then there's another word, quartal or something, where mm. you have to get four. I, I, I have no time for that, but she does that every day. Okay. So, uh, and uh, yeah. okay, I'm ready to move
0: on now. Moving on to. Hi guys. Uh, Hi guys. A couple more. Uh, this is from uh, Beck Clark again. Hi guys. On Thursday, Freddie was asking the question, "Who are these? Who are these people that can call and steal your money?" Talking about scammers. And she says, I subscribe to this awesome YouTube channel called Scammers. I've seen it. Scammers Payback is what it's called. And uh, this guy is very clever. He has a voice changer that makes him sound like a little old lady. And he drags these scammers along until he exposes them. And it's so good to watch. Very satisfying. Check it out. Loving you. Hi, Hi guys. guys. Loving you back. Beck Clark. Next one is from your, uh, our buddy, both of our buddies, Mike Hannafin.
1: Hi, Howard, and guest Freds, and special hello to Romy, great guy, great broadcaster. Uh, Saw this general assessment last week, and it fits, even if it might be off by a decimal place. Anti-vaxxers, only 0.1% of people die from COVID. Get over it. Okay? This is a note note to anti-vaxxers. Yeah, only 0.1% of people die from COVID. Get over it. Okay. Okay. also, anti-vaxxers, uh, 0.00001% of people getting side effects from vaccines. Unacceptable. That's any side effects, not just death. Scammers. Do you follow that? No, the
0: scammers is the subject line for the
1: next, the
0: mm-hmm. one I just read. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Okay. Right. So what he's
0: saying is basically anti vaxxers say, you know, only a very small percentage of people die from COVID, so we should get over it. But the, right. the same people also say, you know, if yes. if an infinitesimal amount of people get side effects, that's unacceptable. Right. So again, playing with the numbers. Right on. Good point. Right on, Hannafin. You're a good man out there in the West Coast. Hi, guys. Uh, this next one is from Jeff Hi Lewis, guys. a few days behind on the listening. Heard the bit about nasty handkerchiefs. Now, what were we saying? We're saying, like, what, that guys used to give people, or when you blow into a handkerchief? What was the subject?
1: I can't. Like old guys used to blow into their handkerchiefs and then put it back in their pockets. Remember? A lot of golfs, like I knew guys when I was a kid. Tough hack right into a a, a handkerchief, then fold it up and put it in their pocket. And uh, Jeff says, I thought I'd pass along
0: some wisdom. thought I'd share some wisdom, passed along by my grandfather. And it's an old uh, little thing. It's a man carries two handkerchiefs. One is a shower, folded up nicely into a pocket square. The other is the blower. You can blow into a shower, but you can't show your blower. Never show her your blower. (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> okay
1: right on
0: there's too many are we gonna keep going here's what well, i think we should just do. acknowledge the yeah, people let's and do that because i'm now officially we just we have this is what we should have done we should have split it up over a couple of days but why don't you just just name everybody and uh thank them for their participation
1: Uh, Chris Evans uh, A note about comics uh, Which is uh, much appreciated Thank you very much Uh, And then we have uh, One from uh, Somebody inquiring About the number one In uh, 97 CDs Wondering if they could Get one Or something And uh, again There's not a ton Of them around But we'll see What we can do By the way Just quickly That Chris Evans Was uh, the
0: guy From uh, the Pickleball Thanking us For mentioning The Pickleball company He runs Good guy Hmm. Stephen Lewis uh, says maybe a true Hundy P should be called a lifer. Thanks, Stephen. Tanya Hutton uh, talking about Gr- Romy doing a decent job. Uh, then who else? Uh, this the next one is. Uh, you take it. Okay. Uh, with, okay. Where am I? It's I'm from Jamie going. Begley. Anti mo and
1: beer. Okay. the one that starts oh yeah i'm sorry i'm, I'm the one that starts uh,
0: hey howard we don't have to we don't have to read it i'm saying that's Jay- jamie begley who uh, weighed in on uh, anti uh, having uh, maureen on the show and okay. then above that keep going if you can see
1: it um okay i might be completely lost here now is this debbie lynch now yes this is our second I last one begley okay yeah uh she talks about she gives us a link here about weird news i fell down i fell down the youtube rabbit hole and started following beard meets food just thought you would like to have something entirely different to watch while enjoying your time off Uh, i don't know what that's about but we'll check it out and our final one today is from a longtime uh,
0: contributor david kilner um talked about paul Romanuk and then told a story uh, of his own about meeting Larry Robertson. Um,
1: no, actu- actually this Ron was the Howard, one I right. mentioned. Yeah, this was the one I mentioned the other day. Uh, uh, long and the short of it, he owned a plaza or something. There was an ice cream shop. His kids were in the ice cream shop working with with him one day and Dave left and it was just the kids there and he got back just in time to see Ron Howard getting into the limousine and uh, he said he said to the kids, "Do you know who that was?" And they both said, "Nope." But he was wearing a cool baseball cap. That's right. And he left. And he left us a great tip in American money. Dave just laughed.
0: I uh, saw a. I guess it was maybe TikTok or YouTube, but it was about a three-minute from some documentary of Ron Howard talking about. And you'll this will be of interest to you because you were of that era. When Happy Days debuted, it was originally supposed to be about the Cunningham family, and Ron Howard was the central character. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you know, there was three networks, and ratings were very important, and they had decent ratings. Mm -hmm. And then the Fonzie character was introduced. At the same time, they were going up against Good Times with J.J. Walker, and J.J. had this uh, catchphrase, might, Remember that? hmm mm-hmm. And so there was pressure on the show to feature more Fonzie because Fonzie was starting to get all the attention. And I think it was between the second and third season, they came to Ron Howard and said, listen, we want to change the name of the show to Fonzie's Good Times. Or Fonzie's Happy Days. What would you think of that? Mm. Wow. And uh, they said, I know you're interested in directing. You know, Ron became a famous director. They said, we know you're in, we'll let you direct some scenes. I mean, some episodes. They tried to sort of convince him by sweetening the deal. And Ron Howard in this little clip I saw, said, you know, guys, as much as I think Fonzie is important to the show, that's not really the show I signed up for. So I'm just going to bow out if it's okay with you and I'll go back to school. He was going to go get more experience directing. And to their credit, they said, you know, they said, no, okay. We'll just call it Happy Days. And he didn't, as he said in the clip, I didn't mind that Henry Winkler was going to get more attention. I knew it was good for the mm-hmm. show, but that's mm-hmm. not the, I didn't want to be part of a Fonzie sent only about a Fonzie. You know, he thought that the, the show would be, you know, should live and die on the family. But anyway, it was very interesting.
1: No, it, it is very interesting. And, if, and again, if memory serves me correctly, mm-hmm. The first season, the early episodes, Fonzie didn't wear a leather jacket. He wore like a, a windbreaker, like a wind, a white windbreaker. Hmm, I don't recall that. And then through process, he became sort of this pseudo hood, so mm-hmm. to
0: speak. Yeah, I, uh, I it was just, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, that's a story I had not heard. Mm hmm. And of course, Ron went on to uh, begin uh, his uh, directing career. I'm, I'm going to say, if my memory serves me, I think one of his first ones, I don't know if he directed big, but you know, like he was just one of those guys. Him and, and Rob Reiner, who I grew up watching on family or in uh, Happy Days and uh, All in the Family, became these great directors of movies.
1: I guess from having been around it so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, you got to hand it to these people, you know, through watching the off or offer and uh, mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola for what that's worth. When you're watching somebody in the directing director's chair, just, you know what I mean? Keeping track of everything and oh, know. stuff should look and where it's going to fit. And I mean, not to mention producing and all that goes with that, but it's just so time consuming and tedious and takes a certain mind right to see it all. Like, it, it really is unique. You know, back to that offer. We've talked a little bit about
0: it. You know, you and I have talked about it a lot off the air. Offer of the air. Mm-hmm. I knew that Francis Ford Coppola directed the, the Godfather, but I don't know that I recall that he also co-wrote the screenplay. That, you know, I knew, and again, I knew that. I had read the book mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. I had read the book before I'd seen the movie. Yes. But I knew that Mario Puzo wrote the book i also don't think i recall could recall that he wrote co-wrote the screenplay with francis ford Coppola. right Mm -hmm. anyway but you're right it takes a lot of uh it's a lot of work doing that directing way more work than way more work than you and i are prepared
1: for but even if you are again you know not everyone can put those pictures in their head you know Mm -hmm. obviously there's good directors bad directors for obvious reasons it's a special talent. There's just no doubt about it. Eey. This is from
0: our friend Jeff Domet. One of our, I don't know how we describe these kids. Kids. How these young men who were kids when we first met them. And, you know, Andy Wilson sent me a note, Bob Ouellette, Bingo Bob, and all these guys. So Shwarma sends me this note. And I think there was some confusion. Because, you know, the Facebook etiquette. On the day of your birthday, everyone says happy birthday. And then etiquette dictates that. And the next day you're supposed to put up a note thanking everyone for this is giving <laughs> you a happy birthday. So I just put up something. Uh something to the effect of, you know, thank you very much as I as I start my sixty-fourth year, which is the day after your birthday. I'm now in my sixty-fourth year. Yes, yeah, sure. And a few people Have sent me notes saying, hey, I didn't know you were 64. And I'm like, no. Anyway. So that's why there's this reference. He says, hey, humble, had a dream about you last night. Derringer was in it, too. He was a broken man. He had moved out of his house and was living with Billy Baldwin. This is from Shwarma. He begged your forgiveness. You let him have it. It was great. Happy 64th. I hope yesterday was a good one for you, my friend. (laughs) Sweet, sweet little Shwarma.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen that little bugger
0: in a while. Uh, Neither have I. I I don't know that I've seen him since the pandemic. Uh, Same with Andy Wilson. I haven't seen Andy Wilson. He moved away to Montreal, did a morning show there, came back as producing the Zoom morning show. And by the way, I'm giving some radio stuff here in case you want to slip in your radio bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Bingo Bob, of course, a big time program director.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, he's. Uh, uh, Bobby's doing well. I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, all good with him. Very nice. You know, he has a he has a goal in mind and he's pursuing it. Good for him. Anyway, here we go, Howard. I crafted this. Um, <laughs> uh, researchers from uh, Montreal and in India have detected a radio signal from a galaxy eight point eight billion light years away. Okay, sorry. Say that again. Montreal and. Researchers from Montreal and India have detected a radio signal from a galaxy 8.8 billion light years away. A radio signal, you say? Okay.
3: Mm.
1: Oh, that's where Derringer's working now.
0: Ah. There you go. See? He still got it, ladies and gentlemen.
1: And now with the sports, listen, here's Freddie P. That's the second shot I've taken. You know, you don't want to dance and you don't want to dance on anyone's crave, but what the hell? No. You know, these listen, it's just like you said with Jimmy Kimmel, it's the late night things. You take whatever in the news, right? And you take the subject matter and you have some fun with it. That's all we're exactly. doing. Exactly. You know, just like, happens to be a guy. Yeah. Just happens to be one. Well, it just happens to be a guy that, you know, was a local celebrity that we're having poking some fun at. That's all. It doesn't yeah. go any farther than that. No, exactly. It's just between you and I.
0: For instance, <laughs> if I was to see uh, Voldemort again, this is what I would do.
2: Hey, man, just want to let you know that sometimes you got to shut the fuck up. got to shut the fuck up. And this current time is just one of those times you got to shut the fuck up. I don't think you're a bad friend.
0: on just little funsy uh, things like that. Um, So uh, just to, again, reiterate, I guess we're waiting for Boone here because Dan's not doing
1: the news, and I think we're all caught up uh, with everything. Mm -hmm. That was was a lot of emails. It's too much. We do have to split them up in future. Well, Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I was going
0: to this morning edit them into sections. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, there were so many of them that I, I, you know, I didn't have them in groups the way I had originally. I thought, well, I'll do that. But I think well, also yeah. I got to find another way to send them to you because I think it's confusing.
1: Well, and plus, I'll, you know, I got to take a turn at gathering these all up. You've been doing it for a while. I can do that as well. Um, well, I'm up know. early. The only reason, I, I appreciate that. The only reason I do it
0: mm-hmm. is I'm up earlier than you. I'm just in here. I know you. I just, I just am. I And I'm sitting here wondering what to do, so I just corral them. And what I do is during the week, I put them in a spot so that I can get them anyway. But, uh, yeah, that was a lot. And
1: we're tired now. And, you know, Jen Kelly says it's Thursday. And,
2: uh,
0: and,
1: you know. I would, in those a lot of those emails, I would like to see a better use of the comma. But. Yes. Um, I digress. <laughs> yeah. Really, seriously. It's like, it- Ah. And, it, but and I read and I read those all before we go on, but then you start, you know, live on the air, and it's like, geez, the odd comma might work better here. Well, especially that one because I was reading it
0: along with you, and I was seeing where you were having yeah. trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, now we get to the part of the program. Listen, I've got lots of energy for him because he's a sweet angel. He's our producer now, has been for a while, and we're lucky. We know what we are. We're goddamn lucky to have him. The host of Toronto Mike Toronto Mike.com And the producer of the Humble
3: and Fred program Spicy Howie G Hey, if, if these are emails that come in from Hundy uh, Peas, then why can't you just forward the email to Fred Patterson to his personal Gmail account, and then he can have them all in his email? I do. Well, they're, first
0: oh, of all, they come in. He oh. Here's how it works. I, we both get them, but as the week goes on, I just gather them in a document and send them on the... I've been, listen, I've been re-editing this every day this week. I've been sending it to him, thinking we were going to get to them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. we well, the not Michael. Wait the not
3: Okay, because you forward it to Fred and then just put a keyword at the t- at the top, like a keyword, and then if Fred just searches his Gmail for that keyword, they'll all be at the top.
1: No, that okay. Yeah, <laughs> just, that just basic. No, oh. the only problem today was I was yeah. on my iPad mm. and it has. You know, when it sleeps, it goes dark. And then when dark. I go back, it, it's at back at the top. That that was the only problem. Usually, week to week, I do it on a computer. We have no problem. No problem. So well, and, and, but there is, is got to find a better way. And Mike, maybe that's
0: it. I got to find a, way, a better way because each one has a subject that I, that I cut and paste from Gmail. Mm. I don't know what's more tedious, explaining this <laughs> or reading 18,000
3: fucking emails. Booner. Hey, boon, I boon, got, um. Uh, so, so Freddie P's correct that, uh, yeah, early on in Happy Days, Fonzie did not wear the leather jacket. Absolutely correct. And that's back mm-hmm. when, remember the theme song was Bill Haley and the Comets, uh, Rock Around the Clock? Yeah, and then what did it become? Oh, right. Well, then it became the Happy Days song. Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Happy Days. Oh, day. that's right. Okay. Happy Days theme. Happy yeah, Day's so beginning they theme. had Bill Haley because they were ripping off what it was, a Blackboard Jungle or whatever.
0: Right. And, yeah, this was they it. moved I, to their own
3: theme.
0: Monday, I, there we go.
3: Comes.
0: I'm sorry, Freddie. You were going to say something. Uh,
1: number one, did, did that not become a top forty song at some point? Um, Second, maybe. Secondly, it really bothers me when people rip off music, you know, to, for intros to their shows. And so.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> that should not be <laughs> <I get it.
3: laughs> tolerated. Oh, one more thing. Uh, you might recall if you were, because I loved Happy Days. And at the beginning, uh, what's his name again? Uh, what's, I'm a big fan. I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, I'm such a big uh, fan. Henry Cunningham. Winkler. Richard Cunningham. Richie. Yeah. <laughs> he had a brother named Chuck. That's right. And Chuck went upstairs like with his basketball And then he never came back Never came down the stairs
0: Yeah, um, if you can find this clip Of Ron Howard talking about Them wanting to change the name of the show And he basically saying, oh, I'm not really into that And and it was such a He did it so sweetly, not like Well, fuck you guys, but it was just like, yeah, this isn't really What I want to do
1: And Howard, I just remembered this as well I saw a, Maybe it was the same Ron Howard interview when they talked of andy of mayberry when he was a little kid he started to offer suggestions for Mm -hmm. scenes and stuff yeah and they actually used a few and he said it like blew him away he had a few suggestions when he was like 10 11 whatever it was um and it was like you know it's not it wasn't a case of a shut up kid it was like oh wait a minute maybe we will try that well legendarily sorry
0: mike you know, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg was making movies from the first you know from the moment he could figure out a way to use his dad's camera. You know, I'm pretty complicated. You know, more than the uh,
3: I mean again, what were you going to say, Mikey? Uh yeah, first of all, that's if anyone's seen The Fablemans, it's basically yeah. the Spielberg's. <laughs>
0: this is what I'm basing it on. This is where my my re, my in, my intel comes from. You, have you seen The Fablemans? Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
3: No, it's a good movie. I'm. Uh, yeah. It's not best picture worthy, but no. it, uh, a good film. Yeah. I finally saw everything,
0: everywhere, all at once, all the way through. Yesterday, okay,
3: what you think that's my favorite movie
0: of the year. You know, it's funny. Here is what happened. I wasn't. I watched about the first ten or fifteen minutes a while back, and was like, eh, whatever. And then uh, I was uh, with uh, XGFR on Tuesday, and this movie came up, and she loved it, and I was like, really. She said, Howard, you will love it. She said, the first 15 or 20 minutes is admittedly a little bit bizarre, but once you get past that, and she was right, then it all kind of makes sense. I just didn't give it enough because of my patience level. I know. (laughs) But I did enjoy it. I don't know if it's the best picture I've ever seen, but it was well done, and I thought No, and
3: it's uh, my rooting interest for best picture this year. I think it's the worthy winner.
0: Okay. All right. And to
3: bring this back to Trump, because it's been a while since we got to Trump. Uh, don't forget, Happy Days gave us Scott Bayo. Right. So Scott Bayo comes out of Happy Days. And I just read this week that Scott Bayo was complaining that he wasn't getting any roles and he thinks he's been blackballed by uh, Hollywood because of his Trumpiness. Yeah. And no doubt I saw the same thing. No kidding
1: yeah and you know i what's wrong with that i mean you can like the guy without being you know he's a big mouth for trump so who wants to be around that same with james
0: woods yeah. and uh yeah who's the uh older gentleman uh, i can see him he's he's the hot chick's uh, dad john
1: void uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean well, i he's john void in uh in uh you know um ray donovan was that might be the best acting performance that you know i can recall yeah um, he know, was amazing right yeah. there but he's sickening on social media with trump like he's mm-hmm. you know he's from a different planet and the way he says stuff <laughs> Yeah. But I want to check out those movies you guys were talking about. The uh, Banshees of In to me so far as you know, the offer was good, but that was sort of like a docudrama TV slash thing. The Banshees was as a movie. Oh, fuck. I love that.
3: Yeah. Well, it got nominated for, yeah, it was a slam dunk mm-hmm. nomination. I don't think it'll win, but we'll see. But uh, it's nominated and they are nominated for acting awards and Yeah, I want to just clear something, if you don't mind, quickly, uh, go back to the new radio. Like, Chorus shuffled all these these three morning shows. Like, nobody got hired. Nobody got fired. They just shuffled all these, like, deck chairs on the Titanic or whatever. And I just want to remind Howard and you, Fred, who Shauna is. Yeah, I was going to ask. These two guys, John Garbutt and Ryan Parker, have a a new co-host named Shauna Whalen. Remember our friend Jay Brody? So, Jay Brody... He was part of a three-person morning show that came from Y108 to 102.1. And that three-person morning show was Jay Brody, a young guy named Chris Zed, although he goes by Chris Z, and Shauna Whalen. So is basically the 102.1 morning show host who went to Q to make room for Mora and Tucker.
0: Right. Okay, well, that's good to know. Mm. Um, and I was unaware of this. I think, I'm not sure who was ta- telling me that. Maybe it was Boone. Booner. Booner knows everything. I know still. That uh, Carly, who is the daughter of our former boss, Stu Myers, and I think she's a great broadcaster. I, she went out to Vancouver. She was working at The Edge here in Toronto doing Middays. Jay Brody, who you just mentioned, is working with her on the Carly and Jay show. And shortly after you and I were talking about this, mm-hmm. Mikhail, I heard. A, I watched a clip of them. They're very, very good. I don't say that. Surprisingly, so I'm just saying. Let me say more. Declare they're very good.
3: Yeah, no surprise. Yeah, uh, so Jay followed Carly out west and uh, quit his. He was upset with chorus and he wanted to go to another uh, company, and that was. Uh, I think he's with a Rogers company now or something, but yeah, they're they're out in Dan City. And what's the format? Do you like, know offhand? New Rocky stuff. I think it's like uh, okay, an edgy type thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I, I will. I will tell you if I can find the clip I wish for you.
3: Nothing.
1: Oh, he
0: froze there for a second. I wish, wish nothing he he, but
1: the best yeah. for uh, Stuart Myers' uh, offspring.
0: Yeah, and she's very. I, I thought she was excellent. The f- times I would hear her doing middays at the edge, I really did. And she's got a great. I don't know, just a great vibe about her as a person. And I never heard her doing morning stuff. But her and Jay are very good together.
3: Good chemistry. Good chemistry.
1: And Mike, for Howard and I, we remember days when Carly and Jake, his son, would come into the radio station. Remember how his oh, yeah. little, little tiny children, just little babies. I mean, like I, we've we've yeah. probably known
0: Carly. I don't know how old how old Jake was, but Carly would have been in her single digits for sure. Oh, 92? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I don't know. If, yeah, but if they didn't start coming in. Well, anyway, they, I, I remember them more when we went downtown. So whatever age they were, I just uh, and you were the one. Freddie was the one who told me that that Carly on the radio was Stewart's kid, and and uh, looks a little has a little bit of the Stewart dimples and looks like his kid, but mm-hmm. only pretty.
1: <laughs> the thing is, back in ninety two, ninety three, I saw more of them because Stewart lived not far from me in Brampton, right. And there was, I think, a couple of times where the kids were actually played together and Stuart was over by my house just because of proximity. We used to play in a ball hockey league as well together. So I saw I remember that quite often. Yeah.
0: Okay. well, uh, that Mm -hmm. brings us to the end of this week. Uh, That'll be the last show for you uh, and I until, as we mentioned earlier, you'll be uh, we'll do one show while I'm in Mexico and you're in the DR. And then Freddie is going to be in the city here for a couple of weeks while I'm still in Mexico. Then we're both going to be in the same city for the munch, munch of March. I find it fascinating how many people think we're staying together. We're not. But uh, we'll be three or four kilometers away from each other. Like we're going to go to Humble and Fred band camp or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: Oh, Freddie, I was also disappointed with the Harold Ballard documentary because I felt like you and us, we could have made that doc. There was zero. Even me, guy born in the mid 70s, zero new information for me in that Harold Ballard doc. Wow. Yeah. Well, you guys should have. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I actually did. Like I did make an audio documentary on Harold Ballard in like 2021. It's out right. there if anybody wants to find but, it.
1: You know what the the thing about it was? There was no information. You could see the documentary. It's this is the way Harold Ballard was. And here's the reason why the story behind the man. There was just really none of that. It was yeah. like, here's what happened. Oh, okay just fun, Okay. We like, knew, anyone who's it. curious
3: in that already knows this story. Yeah. So, like, if you want right. to hear Rick Vive talk about, you know, oh, yeah, Harold Ballard only cared about Harold Ballard. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, I can phone Rick right now and have that convo. Oh, can you? Oh. Well, I'm oh, sorry. I you know what? You I, on I, your show? I, seriously, like, I'm sorry
0: the guy even did the documentary. Like, you know what? Call Jason Priestley and tell him this, to take it off the air, wherever it is.
3: <laughs> I like Jason, okay, but I am guy. mad. I'm very still pissed off. I'm hot. I'm hot. I can At, see that. Uh, it's a hot take from Boone. Nine o two and oh co-star uh, Tori Spelling, so this is just spillover. Okay, it's affecting all the nine o two and 0 stars. <laughs> okay, Howard,
1: not not to have a pickle up my ass. No pickle. But the, reason, but the reason I offered my opinion on that documentary is because during the emails it was asked. Right. Oh no! Thank you're telling to- you're me. What's that? Pickle? What's that? <laughs> No, I'm saying that's why I gave such a strong opinion. No, I know. How dare you. But I
0: know. But now Boone's like getting all up in arms about how terrible it was. I'm like, okay, fine. Shut it down. No, there's nothing special. Shut it 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 down. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Have an opinion. I just don't know that is to get this upset about it. Anyway, listen, I I will be watching, and I'm sure you two will be, on the 15th of November when Netflix releases its uh, Drive to Survive Formula One style docu-series, on the PGA Tour, <laughs> then we'll have some strong takes. Booner, did you watch the tennis one? I did not. What's it called? The Flash Pointer? No, it's uh, no Break
3: Point. Break Point. Right? Is because, it good? Uh, no, I, I didn't watch, but like my <laughs> my likelihood of watching the golf one is the uh, same as my likelihood of watching the uh, tennis one. That's fine.
1: Just because you're an elitist, I don't care. <laughs> Listen, I even I, I, mean, I haven't watched the car the car recently. No, one. me neither, Fred. Me neither. I should. I have. I enjoyed it. I... <laughs> I know a couple of people that turned into uh, car racing fans, Formula One fans. Never, ever paid attention to it until they saw that, and now they watch the races. Listen, when it came out a couple years ago, I remember having this
0: discussion on the air, and then Ball, Fred Ball, who you call a radical, mm-hmm. I called him up because I had some Formula One questions. I found it fascinating. I heard mm-hmm.
3: it's good. Uh, you, know, you know, you're watching baseball, and then you and your friends go to the park and play a baseball game, or you're exactly. watching soccer, and you go play soccer, or basketball, you go shoot hoops. I can keep mm-hmm. going here. Even tennis. Keep going. You play tennis. One thing about F1 is, like, we're <laughs> never going to go race our cars. Like, our, uh, our, we're not going to race our Ferraris around some uh, track or whatever. Like, that's a sport you cannot participate in. I'll tell you what you can't do. Joe. I'll tell
0: you what you can't do. You can't watch that documentary on Harold Ballard or your fuckhead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. I watched it.
0: Um, okay, Booner, I don't want to get saucy, spicy, or whatever, but it is now time for uh, Old Humbly and Friendly to put have our. S- to promote. Uh, like for you, this I don't you. think you have anything to promote, really.
3: Yeah, because you guys yes, you are don't, going. Don't. Yeah, I do, I do. I put it in the notes, but I don't know if you read the notes anymore. Sometimes but listen, there's do. eight days where you're supposed to be on the air, but you're not. Okay, because you're you're taking a vacation time. Yes. So for each of those eight days, I have had in-depth conversations with OG Hundy Peas. I've been doing this for the last couple of weeks, what? where I I meet them on Zoom. I interview them about their love of Humble and Fred, and I package it together. And literally, for the next uh, while, the best ofs are not going to be re-rolls. Okay, that's bullshit. This is new original content where I talk to people like Neighbor John and other OG hundy peas, and you'll get a fascinating look into the lives of these people and how they love you. Well, dude,
0: give us some, give us some names. Besides Neighbor John, who else have you
3: spoken to? I'll give you some names uh, because I put the call out and these are the people who answered the call and I'm going to give you names. I'm going to give you names right now.
0: Don't you think this is a great idea, Fred? This is a fantastic idea.
1: Well, again, once again, uh, uh, beyond the call of duty, beyond, beyond. Yeah. I take all that stuff I said about you watching
0: the Harold Ballard stuff. I take it back now.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. good. Okay. So where the hell is... Hold on here. Give me a second here. I have a list of... Is it in books. a Google Doc? Um, is it, in, it a is in a Google... It is in a Google Doc here. I bet okay. it is. Uh, Does it have commas? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What is the subject line? So <laughs> actually, all the, I did ask for... Uh, so I, I do everything by subject line. So the subject line is OG Hundy P. So I'm going to search my email right now. That's right. Okay. Great people. You ready for this? Names yeah, from your past. You ready? Marilyn and Chef Mike. Cool. Thomas Shitka, Love him. A guy named Rob Martin. Okay. Uh, a guy named Johnny Selesk, Select Kelly, Zichelli. I fucked that up. Zekelly. It's got an S at the beginning, but I don't think you say the S. Daryl Hawk. Sure. Imagine that was your last name. Like, that's amazing. Uh, I'm going to talk to uh, a Caroline. There's a whole, there's a, there's a whack. Like okay. I've been having these in-depth so, conversations. And
0: each show is a bit of a conversation. And, and And some, uh, some bits as well.
3: From the no stuff. Bits. No, there's no bit Literally, okay. So yeah, you, I can't wait for you to hear this. The first one drops uh, Monday. I'm just trying to decide. Now how long are these episodes? Forth. Four or five hours, or? Uh, Ten to fifteen minutes.
0: Fantastic. Now, because because I know, first of all, amazing. But uh, did you not get some stuff from
3: Fred? Yeah, yeah, but it's overwhelmingly Scott Turner and Fred Patterson. So oh, I, I do see. have, but I don't have enough for all the. So this is a series. I took a detour. Love it. I'm doing this series. Love and then this and then I'm detour. Come back to that for your summer vacation.
1: Love this detour, man. Dan had those tapes because he was producing the show after you left Howard during right. that thing, but, I believe. But yes. Mike, downstairs, I've got some CDs of our show. I can give you for,
0: if, yeah. for actual old Humble and Fred stuff. I that would there would be plenty of that for you to. Uh, good
3: i can rip a cd i'd be perfect
0: yeah. well fred said yeah. it and i'll reiterate that's such a that's why uh you know we're you ready you? for this
3: we've been talking lately about these names you know because i know what i believe but you know what, hundy process, P's
0: like, and things like hundy that. P is. Mm-hmm.
3: you are listening to every episode from the moment you discover it exists that's a hundy mm-hmm. p to me an og hundy p was able to go back and listen to everything from october 2011 right okay so I wanted to talk to these OG. That's 11 years of like worship and faith. And and it's too much. It's a lot, right? It's too much. Let me talk to these people. Like, uh, how did they discover the show? Did they listen to you on the radio? Do they support the sponsors? Uh, If they could say a message to you and you, what would they say? Like that kind of stuff. And it's really interesting. And uh, yeah, I've got, I think, 12 in the can. Amazing. And I have like 10 more. Lined up, and if there's an OG Hundy P listening to me right now who didn't see the Facebook post, Mike at Toronto Mike.com. Just put OG Hundy P in the subject line, Mike at Toronto Mike.com, and I'll do it. We'll do it. We got lots of vacation days coming up.
1: Freshly baked. You got to love that. Exactly. We're not here, but we still have freshly baked on yeah. the show. Mike Boone's like the Ezra Levant of. Uh, I know,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't um, you, he will, he will no, that's not that. who I mean. Not Ezra. Okay, a, who do you mean? The guy from the PBS uh, podcast, Ezra. No, Ezra Levant's the douchebag from uh, Rebel, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. sorry, not him. But there's another guy. Better than Ezra. You're the better than Ezra. Great CFOI band. <sighs> yes, ma'am.
3: More. Um, oh, yeah. But, Amy, go ahead, Fred. I'm no, I was
1: going to say, just before we leave, I referred to Fred Ball as a radical, and of yes. course, he's always got to come back at me with <laughs> mm-hmm. something. Just so you know, I'm down here, Delise and I, with a, another couple. Uh, my best friend, Doug, we've been friends since we were five years old. His wife, Laverne, who is Delise's cousin. Oh, yes, that's the situation. But Fred writes to me. Uh, oh, Thanks uh, for hooking me up with Rudra today because Fred's going to be traveling to Singapore to see his son and use GigSky. Sky. He says, one, one more question. I notice your beard is a bit longer, and the question is this. When you're licking Doug's ass, does he complain about your beard itching itching his ass cheeks? That's the type of stuff I get from Fred. Great question. That is a great question. And uh, if you want the answer to
0: that, and you'll have to tune in when we come back live I don't know
3: when that is. Oh. I need to promote your uh, vacation. Also, while you're gone, you're going to oh. drop new episodes of your uh, traveling with. Uh, what you, aging oh, right, with aging
0: with energy. That's so. one of the reasons we're in business. We
3: mm-hmm. were busy last week because we had like we had like Maureen Holloway and oh, Dan Duran, so, so I didn't get a chance to tell you. Last week we dropped an episode about New Orleans. How do you say that, Fred? New
0: Orleans. New Yeah.
3: New Orleans, and then uh, the new episode that dropped for today is Palm Springs. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great job, Michael. Thanks to uh, Dan and everyone. Thanks to all the people that emailed us. We certainly appreciate it. We will uh, be live in a couple weeks uh, from Mexico and the Dominican Republic. Everyone stay strong, stay safe, stay well, and... uh We'll see you soon. Here's Dan.
2: This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Clan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. With GoDaddy, you can find your domain, easily create your website, and start selling online. GoDaddy has all the tools and support you need for your small business. Visit godaddy.ca to learn more. We read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. Liking and subscribing helps us out. So does telling your friends and getting them to listen to this show. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and remember to listen to this show when it returns in two weeks. And we'll try to remember to do this show. Enjoy every goddamn day.
1: Two turntables and a microphone, bottles and cans. Just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where is that?